0: Get your Bibles out, however you engage the scripture, uh, Psalm 136. will be some good stuff you can make some notes on and, and kind of keep track of as we dive in uh, to this passage of scripture. But before we go any further, let's pray together. God, we pray. Uh, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for our life, wherever we may find ourselves. Thank you that we, we have a chance to draw close to you and find strength in weakness and celebration and joy. And now we pray that this scripture will just reveal to us your will for us, how we we can become more like Jesus Christ. So thank you, Lord, for the opportunity for this, to just spend some time with you on the drive to work, sitting in our room, watching our phone, however, just, just to step out of life and more into a relationship with you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So in this message, we are going to talk about giving thanks to the Lord um, in order to be more thankful than hurtful as we live life, um, to have more joy um, than jealousy, to have more contentment than to um, lust after things with our pride or our eyes or uh, any of those things um, that are in our life. So this message deals with giving thanks to the for the Lord because his love endures um, forever. Now, Here's the thing about giving thanks. Um, So many times I've recently been struck with this, and it's going to bear out in in, in this kind of discussion message, but um, giving thanks is actually a proactive response of, of seeing things more from God's perspective to be thankful in life instead of being focused on what we don't have or all the hurts that are going on. Um, A lot of times we think of giving thanks, like on Thanksgiving, where everything's already done and then we react, right? The turkey's there, the cranberries, the pumpkin pie, which we've already ate too much of. It's all there. And we usually think, I give thanks after the fact. Um, But what scripture actually helps us to see is, yes, that's true. But also there's a strength and a power from God that comes when you are thankful on the front end, before anything takes place. Um, before life even really begins to happen. And and giving thanks is is so proactive and so helpful. It's really an aggressive strength that God gives um, to his Christian people. And, and I want you just to think about that for a little bit. To, to not only let your thanks be generated because of, of the good things that God's done for you or the good that he is, but just looking forward and giving thanks in advance. Being faithful and just... Just knowing that God's going to provide. And we're going to talk about that more. But when you talk about giving thanks and you think about those things, especially around the Thanksgiving time, you, you tend to lean in that direction. Well, the family's all here. Finally, we're thankful for them and, and all of that. And it's already happened. But if you can front load the expectation of Thanksgiving, man, the world just opens up. Literally, colors are brighter. Things taste better. People Maybe not be nicer, but you're more strengthened to handle it, and and God's more rich and more deep in your relationship. So, let me hit you with this one thing. Just lay this before you here for you to kind of wrestle with. But but the one thing really is born out of scriptures is actually is scripture. Um, give thanks to the Lord; His love endures forever. It's right out of Psalm one thirty six. So. When you're thinking about giving thanks, when you're launching into your day and you're like, yeah, Nathan, I don't know, it's Monday and had, had a great weekend, but now I got to get back to work and get back to life or figure out what's going on with my life. Uh, I would say just proactively um, give thanks to the Lord because his love endures forever. I mean, that alone, if that was all that was in Psalm 136, we could just take our hands off and go, it, it just, it's never going to end. God's love for us is forever as Christians, and, and it endures, which I love that word endure because it has the endurance to handle whatever comes our way, whatever life throws at us. His love still endures. Now, I want to give you some context for Psalm 136. This is, this is how it sort of settles in your life. This is, this is how it, it, it takes place and begins to root and sort of lays the, the tilled land for you to begin to grow in thanksgiving. So the context is this. Um, gratefulness leads to contentment. That leads to a joyful commitment to God. Remember we talked about how giving thanks is a powerful Christian strength from God to us? Um, people, you, you'll you find this like 100% of the time, that people who are discontent, not happy with life or the way things are going, is because their gratefulness is way uh, underbalanced. It's That cup is empty, it has run dry. But grace, gratefulness leads to contentment. You can find um, someone who has a million things and find one kid that only has one toy. And uh, he will love that toy more than the person that has a million things. Contentment really is the not so secret secret to thanksgiving and gratefulness, to be thankful for what you have. It's it's, uh, the 10th commandment, right? Do not covet thy, and there's this huge list of things. That's in there because contentment is born out of being grateful for what you have. And it's a really, really, really powerful tool for Christians. It allows us to live a kingdom mindset as opposed to a uh, really a sort of a dynasty or or a castle mentality where we just kind of keep everything in for ourselves. Now, when you're talking about contentment, gratefulness and thanksgiving, you have to start with salvation. And we're going to because um, the key to having any kind of gratefulness that's going to bear itself out into joy and strength and weakness and difficulties of life is realizing that Jesus' death and resurrection gives you the opportunity to be set free from sin and death, wrongdoing, and eternal suffering. You, you just, you're not going to have true thanksgiving and true gratefulness apart from being a Christian. You, you just you can't. Because something in the world or something in your flesh and your desires will always want something more. But there's nothing greater than salvation from Jesus. In fact, that's the key that unlocks all the things that we can be thankful for. All the relationships. And not just the good stuff, but the wounds and the regrets. They get redeemed. Those hurts, habits, and hangups, they get transformed over time mostly into treasure. Though miraculously even in an instant they could be transformed. So I would say to you, if you're a Christian, this is easy. Just remember your salvation, right? Uh, Never get over being saved. Never get over being saved. May you never become so complacent and comfortable in your salvation that you're just kind of over it. You're just over it and you abuse it with your freedoms, which is what uh, we talked about in the message on 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, 16 through 17. Uh, If you want to find that message, and, and watch that. But when we're talking about this and talking about salvation, if you're a person watching this and you're not a Christian, you're not someone who has found forgiveness in Jesus. You've not confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, then the Bible says you're not saved. But all you have to do is call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. So the key to contentment lies in salvation. That's where it all starts. So I'd say Be saved. Be saved. Now let's look at some uh, passages of scriptures here. We're we're in Psalm 136. We're going to jump around. So I would just have that whole chapter laid open the best that you can. So we're going to look at Psalm one thirty six one, Then we'll jump to verse 25 because they, they, they go together in helping us have understanding. So let's look at verse 1. Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 25. He who gives food to all flesh for his steadfast love endures forever. So when you're talking about how's God good, right? You're talking about being grateful and being thankful and and how does God giving food to all show that he is actually good? Because we're like, God's not good, bad things happening, God's not good because of this and that. And this scripture here, it's what we got verse 1 and verse 25 together. It just gives you one small, uh, you know, atomic sliver of how incredibly good God really is. And it's shown in that verse 25, we know that God is good because his overall care and compassion for all of humanity. Verse 25 says he gives food to, to all flesh, to all all humanity, to all bodies, to all people, he gives food. Trees, palm trees, they grow coconuts and apple trees grow, you know, apples and and you've got banana trees and all this food and animals grow and they can be used and and you've got all of these things diving in this saying, hey, look, this is how good God is. So, just in order to help you to to lean into giving thanks, because that leads to contentment, then joy and commitment. What you see here with this passage of Scripture is, quite frankly, God is good in a lot of ways. And just one of those is that he gives food and he is good to all flesh. So here's how I would say to give thanks. We're going to give thanks right now. How are we going to talk about giving thanks and having thanks to Sometimes you'll hear messages and they'll go through. And then at the end or sprinkled in, in between, which I do sometimes, here's some proactive steps. We're actually going to give thanks right now together. You don't have to pull the car over. You don't necessarily have to pause this unless you get overwhelmed with an experience with the Lord. But when we look at God's overall care, care and compassion for all of humanity, and, and it's not just Christians. But everybody who believes false religions, claims they have no religion at all, God still provides for them as well. So we are going to give thanks by, in our hearts, in our minds, just right now even with my words, we are going to praise God, praise Jesus, and give Him credit for His provision for you, for me, for all of we. God takes care of us. He watches over us. He provides for us. And that, that food analogy and his goodness in that food analogy, how he gives food to all flesh, is a perfect example of that. So you can praise God in your heart. You can thinking him right now and say, Lord, thank you for providing for me, like food. And if you live here in America like we, we do, we've got grocery stores and grocery stores and grocery stores. I mean, I, uh, we live in sort of a tourist town here uh, on the beach. And uh, we have more grocery stores than our actual population really needs most of the year. But man, when those tourists come in and are just exploding in attendance, a population happens over the summer, we need to use all of those. So God provides. Literally, if you wanted something from a grocery store in our town, you should be able to find it in the off season because there's so many of them. In fact, I was just talking to a buddy in the church the other day, and when he goes grocery shopping, he goes to like four grocery stores just to make sure he can not only get all that he wants, but all the specific brand that he wants. That's how good God is. You don't just get the base, you get the abundance. So one of the things you can give God thanks for, which that's how you give him thanks. You praise him and give him credit. Thank you, God, for providing for me in whatever emotional, spiritual, physical, or mental kind of way. Look at verse 2, even. Let's just keep going with this. Keep going with giving thanks um, to the Lord, because his love endures forever. So you... People are like, how does God's love endure forever? All these verses are exactly how God's love endures forever and how he's showing it now. And we'll continue to explain that out even into eternity. So, verse 2: speaks to God, uh, to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 24: And rescued us from all our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. And when you talk about foes, you might immediately think like, like the bully on the playground or the, or the bully at work. But it's also all those things that would mislead you in the media. that would drown you in sorrow and depression in, in the entertainment uh, industry. And not all of those things will, but some will. Um, When you get enamored by opulence, which is basically all the 1980s, we were enamored by opulence. We're like, wow, this is amazing. Um, When you get seduced by self-gratification, God rescues us through Jesus. So if you're not a Christian, that's why salvation is so important. Because you can't be rescued from your foes, like it says in verse 24 because you're, you're, your issue is you are against God and Jesus is, is, is looking and working and living and in your life so that you'll be saved but if you are a Christian then anything that would come against you will not prevail according to God's will and in the name of Jesus Christ by the leading of the Holy Spirit so what you get here is this ability to give thanks so how does God rescue us? God is rescuing you even now to not fight him in your sin, but instead to be born again. So if you're not a Christian, your rescue is salvation, which we have already talked about earlier in this message. Just rewind a few more minutes and and watch it. If you are a Christian, he rescues you through the process of of sanctification. The father's discipline is always so much better than the judgment of the sovereign. So when you become part of God's family, then you then become under the discipline of of the Father. When you're outside of God's family, the sovereign's judgment is all that waits for you. But as a Christian, sanctification prunes us. It sharpens us. God loves us into growth, and he also disciplines us into growth as well. So he prunes and he sharpens, and those are violent, hard, painful things. Um, But that's how he works in that. Now, we're going to continue this and actually give God thanks right now for the fact that he is the God of gods. And it's not like uh, in the Roman time where this was written, where there's a pantheon of other gods um, sitting up there with God. He goes, I'm the best of the other 13 of us, wrong. There's only one God and then all these other ones we make up. And also he rescues you from your foes. So the hard reality is, is you need rescuing. No matter how good your life is and you're trying to figure out better generosity, no matter how bad your life is as a Christian, you're trying to figure out better generosity you need to be rescued. And the only one that can do that is the God of gods. It's, it's God himself. So how does God rescue us? Through salvation. We're going to give him thanks for this. Here's how we're going to do it. We are going to give God praise and credit for his redemption and redirection. That's the good news. So God, we, we say thank you for your redemption. For those of us who are saved, we are very grateful. For those of us who have been redeemed, we're thankful. Because you have redirected our life I was once lost, and now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was headed down a life of destruction and going to be crushed by the covering up of my sin. But now you have set me free. We praise you, God, because only you can redeem and redirect us. And, and many of you need that now. You need to be redeemed. You need to have forgiveness just flow in and through your life. And, and to realize that God has redirected you to an eternal, transformative, Influential, self-sacrificing life—the gospel-centered life, the gospel-centered life. Verse three, verse three. So we're seeing how God's doing this, how He's giving us thanks. I would say this: verse three, um, give thanks to the Lord of lords. As we talk here specifically about Jesus for His steadfast love, it endures forever. I mean, all along this, you hear just repetitive: His love endures forever. Yeah, but I've kind of been to church and I had a bad experience at church and never went back and. God's not going to take me wrong, man. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. And love not only um, loves and lavishes, because if you only love and lavish, um, then that spoils. But he also loves and rebuke and discipline. That brings the balance. It brings maturity. Uh, Verse 23. It is he who remembered us in our low estates for His steadfast love endures forever. See what's happening in Scripture here. In the Scriptures, we're like God's good and He's doing all this for all flesh. Then it breaks down a little bit closer, and He goes, "Look, He rescued us from our foe." So, big picture, circumstantial picture, now personal picture, where God just looks at you. And here's what He's saying in this verse: "I remember you in our low estates." And and this is this is the Good Samaritan kind of remember. Not the other guys, the priests and the Jews that walked by and they were like, oh man, that guy's beat up naked and bloody on the side of the road. This is the good Samaritan that goes, I remember you. I know you need help. I'm coming to you and here's how I'm going to help you. I'm going to remember you through this. He knows that Christians and people, we move through valleys and we fight hard to get to mountaintop experiences for the Lord's grace and glory. And we want to help others to experience that same thing. So how does God remember us when we're in this low estate? It's this thing which we give him praise and credit for. He remembers us in a low estate by, I I say it this way, by holding our hand as he leads us to a training will-free journey as he leads us on. Let me just say that again, even a little more slowly. What is something that we want to give God right now thanks for? The great thing about giving thanks is you actually have to do it. It's not thanksgiving. It's not giving thanks if you don't actually give it. If you hold on to it and go, "Oh, I just, I'm so thankful for what the Lord did, but you don't ever actually tell him or others, that's not giving thanks. That's selfishly locking Jesus up inside, which the devil loves, the world loves. But when you praise God for what he does, here's what we do, right? So God, for his, in our lowest state, he holds our hand. And leads us to a training-free, training-will-free journey as he leads us on. So he's like, look, it's okay. Just hold my hand. Just hold my hand. We're going to take you through this. Just here we go. And then eventually he just lets go and goes, look, go. Do it. Do it. And I will lead you each way. Let's go this way. Let's go that. You fall and crash. That's okay. Get up. We're going to take care of your wounds. We're going to help you get right back on. And we're just going to move forward in this journey. So when he says, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, Which, by the way, you just have to answer the question, is Jesus the Lord of Lords? Do you make every decision and live your life in such a way that it is to honor Jesus? And when you say no to that, like I do, then you're being honest. And you go, I want that, though. That's what my heart's desire is. I want to be more like Jesus, less like Nathan. And I'm going to strive for that. And i don't do it perfect every day and fall very short. But I am better than I was last year. And that is all by the grace of God. It's all for that. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful I'm still not the idiot that I was when I was in my 20s. And in my 30s. So I'm just, I'm grateful. He allows for growth. So give God praise and credit. God, thank you that, that you helped me in my lowest state. And it could be emotionally low, spiritually low. But he helps you. In that and, he, and he remembers you in that. Which is great. Because when he remembers you, he comes around. That that That's the, the illusion and the analogy that he brings he's like I am coming to you to minister and then I want to look at this last verse so we've gone big little closer now we're intimate verse 26 is just blowing It's just blowing it back out again it's giving perspective because you know the the Bible is for us but it's not about us right it's for us but it's about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and the redemptive plan of the gospel and the good news is that giving thanks leads to contentment and then leads to a joyful commitment to God when you give thanks to the Lord because his love endures forever. Look at verse 26. Give thanks to the God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. These closing thoughts I would leave with you. This verse 26 is the truth of our reality, right? I hear people say this all the time. For whatever reason, this past week, I've heard this a lot. You know, people's perspective is reality. And I really like, do not like that statement, right? Because here's what I say. Whenever someone says, "Eh, well, their perspective is their reality. But then I always say, but it's not always true. You ever believe something about yourself that isn't true, that you're too ugly, too slow, too fat, too skinny, too pretty, too strong for this, that, or whatever? Perspective, people's perspective being reality isn't always true. It's just, it's not a good statement. And this is a perspective statement. As God comes in and meets you personally in your lowest state, he blows it back out at the end of Psalm 136 and says, Give thanks to the God of heaven. His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Why is that so important? Because there's something more grand than this life. Everything we build, that we tear down, that we construct, relationships we have or don't have. All of those things are for a much greater purpose. So what you get is you get this intimate God running into you and meeting into you and spending time with you. Then it all blows out and we go, you know what? He's the God of heaven. There are no other gods but the Father of Jesus. The sender of the Holy Spirit. That's the one true God. And remember, giving thanks isn't just reactive, it's proactive. So when we look at this one thing, and I say to you, give thanks to the Lord, His love endures forever. These are just... Six or seven verses that I pulled out of all of these twenty-six to go on. I wish I had time with you to go through each of these verses because they are incredibly jam-packed with God's provision and praise and why He's so awesome and so great, and a lot of times of why we're not in those verses. And I've never felt so good about being so not great when I read through someone's thirty-six because I can give thanks to the God who is in heaven. Not the God of this age, not the, the God of this cultural trend, not the God of this social media movement, but it, this is the God of heaven that created all things. So here's what I would say to you as we close. First of all, just remember that one thing, that you should give thanks to the Lord as love endures forever. Wherever this finds you, whenever, praise the Lord right now. He provides for you. He cares for you. He redeems and redirects you in a way that's more meaningful and more valuable than you could ever ever dream or imagine and i can imagine a lot and dream a lot and it really is incredible it's incredible so for the christian i'd say never get over being focusing more on what you're thankful for not the the hurt or the jealousy of of those things that you don't have contentment is so key to living free to living passionately to living joyfully To fulfilling your purpose and meaning. Which is what? We all exist. Every one of you watching and listening to this. You exist to bring God glory and make disciples. That is a biblical truth that is applied to every single person who enters into heaven. And who enters into hell. That that was and will always be their goal. While they're on this side of heaven. This side of hell. Now for those of you who um, are not Christians. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you right now. Because we want you to be saved. We're thankful that you're tuning in and watching this. We're thankful that, that God can change your life and that you can trust in him. So God. It's it's not about being ready to be saved. You you never are. You just you never are. You're never gonna know enough to go now I can be saved. You're never gonna do enough to go now I can be saved. You're never going to think enough or submit enough or follow enough rituals or rules or create any new trends to go, now I can be saved. Because that's not what salvation is about. Salvation is about being saved by grace through faith, through no works of your own, but it's a free gift of God. So everyone who's watching this, everyone who's listening to this, they're ready right now to be saved, if they're not. They're ready to just simply ask Jesus, and I I pray that you do this right now. You're listening. Just say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Lord, forgive me for my sins. Be Jesus, the Lord of my life. Save my soul. Be Lord of my life. Save my soul. You are the Son of God. You are raised from the grave by God's power. You are the Son of God. You are raised from the grave by God's power. God, I pray that they'll just ask that in earnest. That they'll find forgiveness for their sins and move from darkness to light, to move from unsaved to saved, from not born again to born again, from a non-Christian to a Christian, and that their soul might be saved for your glory, Lord, for your praise, so that you get the credit and they will begin to live a life full of thanksgiving because you can pull this out and do this out anytime you need to. Whenever the world says you're not enough, you don't have enough, it isn't enough, you can actually turn and see your life the way God does and go, I have a lot to be thankful for. I have a lot of things to be grateful for and this isn't the the best that it can get because I can be more committed and live more sacrificially and more generous for Jesus. So God, as Christians and all of us who watch this, we praise you for all those who have been saved This, through this video, all those who have been saved recently, all those who have been saved this year. And just say thank you, Lord, for growing the ranks of the kingdom, for saving people's souls, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, neighbors, enemies, co-workers, all those people. Thank you for saving them. We love you, Lord. We give you all the thanks and the praise for this life that you've given us and the strength we have to get through it because of you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great and wonderful rest of the day.